Welcome to Developers Hangouts Podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, thanks, James. Hi, everyone. I'm Pooja Dutt. I'm a software engineer at Microsoft and a content creator on the side. I create software engineering advice videos on YouTube as well as actually travel content on Instagram. Oh, I haven't seen the Instagram. I need to go look <laughs> at the Instagram now because I haven't seen that part. Yeah. So let's start with uh, how did you even start content creation? Because I started because of COVID. Like it was just mm -hmm. like, okay, it's COVID. I've got nothing else to do. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Let's go and teach tutorials. Like two years later, and here we are still. How did you break into content creation? How did you find a passion in content creation? I guess is is the right yeah. question. It's so <laughs> I can give you the long version or the short version, but basically I've always wanted to be a content creator since the time I was like 12 or 13 years old. I was obsessed with iJustine and all these really cool like characters on YouTube. They were kind of the originals. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd always like been interested in it, but I never took initiative until honestly nine months ago. So I had started interviewing at a bunch of different companies, um, these bigger tech companies, and I kind of leaned on YouTube to go look at how to interview or like what that process was like, what were the algorithm, uh, algorithm questions and the system design questions like. So through that, I realized, wow, maybe I would have some insight that I could help others with because these videos that people are putting out there are things that I've encountered as well. So after failing nine out of 10 of my interviews, I decided to put a video out there just to show like, hey, I can relate to people who have failed interviews before. And from there, I just continued putting more content out there and it just started to grow and I enjoyed it even more because of that. They're very different than what we would normally call a tech YouTuber or a, or a I don't know, coding, <laughs> right? You, you've gone down more of the path of like, this is the insight into everyday life or here's what I do when I, you know, visited the Microsoft new HQ or whatever, uh, versus like, hey, here's another tutorial on React or Next.js or, or whatever it might be. Um, was that just like a decision that like, I'm never going to do tutorials because I don't, that's boring to me? Or was it more like, there's already 10,000 of those, I want a different insight into into tech and the world? Yeah, so it's kind of the latter. I would love to do tutorials. And I did one tutorial on like building a very basic bare bones app. And it didn't get that much traction. And I think the reason is there's a lot of other YouTubers that have built authority in that already. Like there's so many really good technical videos out there. So I figured the one thing that's unique to me is like, there's only one of me, I have my own personality. Maybe people won't like it, but it's worth the risk because it's probably a little bit easier to dive into this um, field by just using my personality and like my own unique insights versus something specifically technical. So yeah, I mean, I would love to do something technical, but um, unfortunately, I also have to succumb to the algorithm and like what's easier to break into right now. <laughs> yeah, and and people laugh, but like the algorithm is 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 like the be all end all of content like you can be riding high one week and then the next week you get punished because the content that you put out is just not quite what we were looking for this week mm -hmm. and like yeah you're right having that differential of like i do content that's more about me and my personality and how i feel and 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 you know day in the lives and things like that like really allows you to 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 hit that audience in a different way um 
which I'm really excited for because I get to do I'm doing all these conferences coming up. So that means I get to do like travel vlogs and 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 some more content that's not tutorials because 90% of my content is tutorials and it's nice to take a, a break and and branch out a little bit into the the other insights and have some fun there. Yeah, definitely. So outside of your so outside of your 9 to 5, so you work at Microsoft, right? Mhm. And then you do content creation. Okay, so yep. that's like 90% <laughs> of your time. Uh, what do you do outside of that nine to five and or like content creation for, for fun? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I spent most of my 24 hours in a day on content creation and work. But uh, recently I just got an editor. So that's freed up a lot of my time. Um, so what I like to do for fun is go on hikes and do a lot of like outdoorsy things. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm a digital nomad. So I don't really, I'm in Minnesota right now, but I kind of just like hop around wherever. So I'm going to be in Utah uh, this week later and then Seattle next week and then like Tennessee. And what I like to do is I like to usually go uh, use the All Trails app and just find like the coolest hikes in the area and just like take some scenic pictures. I have a drone as well, so I use that quite a bit. Um, it's the DJI Mavic 2. So like as I mentioned earlier, I also have like a travel Instagram account and it's not as active as my YouTube channel, I would say, but that's probably my most um, like inherent passion. That's what I really like to do. So whenever I go on these travels, I like to document it by making some reels, taking pictures and just putting that on my Instagram as well. Um, yeah, and just like hanging out with friends and, and going on bikes, bike rides, uh, things like that. So let's talk a little bit about Digital Nomad. I did know that you were a Digital Nomad, so we're good there. Let's talk about that. Like, how did you decide to, to get into DN? Because like a lot of people... It's it's like content creation in mm -hmm. the sense that like a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. Like I that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like and then people do it and they're like, oh my God, this is the loneliest thing I've ever done. <laughs> because yeah, I did a bit of traveling. I'd never done digital nomad. Like I'm pretty set where I am now. We have an RV, so we can travel whenever. But how did you get into DN? Like what was the decision making there? Um yeah. and like do you plan to do it for a long time? Do you plan to do like international? Like what's your kind of feelings around that whole situation? Yeah. So I actually, so growing up, I would travel a lot. My parents were really into traveling. And ironically, because of that, I didn't like traveling. <laughs> I didn't like moving around all the time. Um, but then come like my junior year of college, I studied abroad in Sweden in a small town called Umeå, which is like seven hours north of Stockholm. And I absolutely loved it. So that kind of sparked my interest to go start living abroad. So after I graduated, I got really lucky. Um, I was a new grad and I worked at a startup and I just asked the CTO because he basically interviews everyone that joins since it was such a small company. Um, he allowed me to go live wherever I wanted. So I moved to Greece for six months, which was super cool. And uh, yes, I, I think there is some like it was a little bit lonely at first because you don't know anyone there right like you don't have any friends and you're used to like I'm, I was also used to living on a college campus with all of my friends like we were all within like walking distance of each other so once I moved there I had to go out of my comfort zone and go find friends so I would go like to museums I would go to like monuments I would meet other tourists because I was also there during the summer and I would just like organically start to meet people my age that kind of like congregated in Athens area or like on the islands and so that's kind of how I built my base of friends 
Um, so I think that taught me that I can't just like be reclusive and sit in my room and just, you know, work on things. I have to actually put myself out there and be uncomfortable. So that mindset of like constantly making myself uncomfortable um, is kind of like what I'm passionate about most. I know that's kind of weird to say, like it's not one singular thing, but it's the feeling of, oh my God, like I have no idea what I'm doing, but this is so cool and this is so exciting. So yeah. So since then I've just been traveling. I stayed in Japan for a while. Um, I also like I've been to like uh, Austria and Poland and like Ireland and like the UK multiple times. And yeah, I want to continue doing that. So I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a thing to do, especially when you're younger. It's easier mm-hmm. to be like, I can justify being at the end, right? Like mm-hmm. I can justify traveling and, and, and I don't have to worry about whatever uh, more adulty things, you know, wife, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, kids. Right etc right once you get past that then it's kind of harder but i i know a lot of digital nomads and and it's surprising how many of them are like yeah i just built like a base of friends and then occasionally i'll like be like hey i'm going to x is anybody going there like i'd love to meet you meet up with you again or all those kinds of things and there's a lot more especially now it's a lot more like you know there's apps that you can like meet other people on it makes it a lot easier versus say 10 years ago when DN was not a thing and you used to just travel. Um, oh, yeah, I'm pumped. I love the remote like lifestyle. I haven't worked in an office in forever. I kind of remember what an office looks like. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy <laughs> the fact that I don't work in an office and, you know, my wife and I can just get in our RV and go wherever and be like, cool, I'll be online in four hours. I'll, I'll see you then. Um, and uh, I look forward to doing more traveling now that the world is opening again, kind of. Right. kind of a bit skeptical because like winter is coming and it could go either way but yeah i'm excited to see to see what we can do next year that's for sure yeah that, and that's awesome i mean the fact that you have an rv and you have the freedom to kind of just pick up and go whenever you want i think that's the the beauty you don't have to but you can right yeah yeah i can literally walk out onto my driveway my rv is ready it's plugged in it's all charged so i don't have to worry about anything i can just hop in and go whenever um so yeah it does make it easier that's for sure um especially with dogs we have two dogs so traveling before was like this whole thing like have to rent we both have tiny cars so we'd have to rent like a bigger car to get two dogs in and us and the stuff so yeah with the rv it's just much easier now we can just hop in it and be like cool where do you want to go let's go to the mountains and then just drive to the mountains and off we go so yeah and and i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there where it is a little bit easier when you don't have those ties, like you don't have like a family or like dogs and all these different things that may like bind you to like a physical location. So I guess to add, like now I remember you had another question where like, would I do this long term? Like, is this something I would do forever? And I don't know. I think maybe in like five years, for example, I may want a home base where I can stay somewhere specific and then like do smaller trips from there. Um, I mean, ideally, it would be fun to just buy like a little boat or a yacht and just sail around the world, like with my family or something. <laughs> but I don't know how feasible that is. It's more of like an idea versus practicality wise. I don't know if that'll work. Hey, you can always research, think about it, give it yeah. a shot. There's always that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all your traveling, uh, how do you fit? I have this question. How do you fit? content creation in if your your home base is not like because it's hard for me right like 
I've got like a nice mic and nice cameras and lights and all that kind of stuff. Like, how do you deal with that part of it? Like, because you obviously have a nice mic in your house that you're currently in and you record videos in your house. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, oh, I've got to move it again because I'm going to Utah next week. Like, how, how does that play into your, your content creation? Yeah. So sometimes I try to schedule my filming um, when I'm in Minnesota or if I'm not, I like will bring this mic with me um, or I just have one of those like little clip on mics that I use. So there's that. And then in terms of the visual, my background is never consistent because I travel so much. <laughs> That's another problem. So I rely on the editor to cover me as much as possible with B-roll <laughs> is one thing. And then the other thing is I kind of try to like either make an excuse for it or like use it to my advantage by saying like, okay, I'm in a more casual environment. So maybe it's more relatable for the audience member to see me just like kind of casually having a conversation versus this giant professional setup behind me. Um, so I'm kind of still in the experimentation phases. If I see that there's a huge drop in viewership because I'm not like setting up my environment in a good way, then maybe I'll like take that more into consideration. But yeah, I mostly rely on the editing. So like the traveling part, I want to fit everything else in my life around the traveling part versus the other way around because that's my passion. So yeah, I just, I try to make it work. Um, it may not seem consistent, but I, I hope that it's still engaging enough. Yeah. And I think it's more the content, right? I think it's you and the personality versus like what's happening behind you or, or whatever, <laughs> even audio people will be more willing to not have the world's greatest audio if the content's engaging enough or they're like oh yeah it's just because i know that she's traveling or whatever like there's that like kind of feeling of like oh okay yeah this is not the norm but oh the content's really interesting let me listen to it um or watch it um so i guess my next section of the podcast which we we do is called top picks which is like something you've done in the last 30 to 60 days um and we usually just pick around things like maybe something you've eaten or something that you've done uh so let's start with something you've done because you travel a lot it's probably a bit easier or if you've been doing something super interesting lately um yeah let's talk about that yeah. So actually this summer I've mostly been in Minnesota because my grandparents have been visiting my parents. So I'm like all with them. But the fun thing is I was in three weddings this summer. Wow. <laughs> so that was really fun. Yeah. And I had never really been in a wedding before. So it was just like back to back as a bridesmaid, just, you know, learning the ins and outs of what you do as a bridesmaid. So <laughs> that was fun. And there was like some traveling involved there. And yeah, it was good. I've never really been a wedding person, but now I can see why they're so fun because you just get together with a group of your like friends and family and celebrate like your best friends, like loving relationships. So like that's fun and you get to like drink and have fun and, and you know, the reception's always good. So yeah, I've mostly been doing that um, and spending a lot of time with my family. So because of COVID, it was really hard for people to travel from India. So this was the first year that my grandparents and my cousin and my aunt and all of them could come. So it was fun because we had like a really full house of like eight of us, <laughs> plus my sister. Um, and yeah, it was it was really fun, you know, like living with your family again, hanging out with them. After a certain point, it's like, okay, I kind of want to get out. But <laughs> but for, oh, for like a month, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, I mean, I feel the same thing as you, right? So to give you a bit more context, people 
know who I am. Like I live in America, but I'm from the UK. I have family in the UK still. Um, I have my sister and her kids. And then in the, luckily in the US, my parents are here, uh, but they live in New Jersey. So they're pretty far away. Um, what's with COVID, it was the same kind of thing, right? So my sister hadn't been able to travel at all. Um, since she basically she came she used to live in zimbabwe she moved back from zimbabwe to the uk and then it was basically covid like the year after um so i haven't seen my sister in five years now i think it's close oh, wow. to five years so it's been a really long time i luckily i went to see my parents last year um which was lucky but yeah i feel the same pain that you had which is like yeah you just c couldn't travel like coming from any country into the US was almost impossible. Um, and then on top of that, even if you could travel, was it worth the risk was the other part, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, is it really worth the risk? Um, so I'm glad that I get to go to the UK in like a month and change, like in November, so I can actually see my sister for the first time. Like all my nephews have grown up. Now, like my oldest nephew's 18. So wow. like he's got he's covered he's covered in tattoos and like I'm like oh what is happening uh, I don't understand like he keeps sending me pictures of new tattoos he keeps getting I'm like why is it? I remember when you were like this big and now you're like a full blown adult driving himself around doing all those things so yeah I I can't wait honestly <laughs> it's like the most excited I've been in a while for traveling at least I have a good reason to travel. Yeah, I bet. And, th and that's really cool that your sister lived in Zimbabwe. Was it just for work or? So, uh, yeah. So um, uh, her, hus her husband's father owns like two quarries in Zimbabwe or did. I think he may have retired at this point, but um, they have quite a lot of like land and houses and all sorts. So they have like three or four houses out there. And he asked him to go there and, and help him with the quarry um so they lived there for like three four years um my youngest nephew was born in zimbabwe um and he's like six now and okay. i've met him like twice okay <laughs> so it's a bit weird uh but yeah so it was it was basically for work for him and uh my sister got to enjoy what was like the life of luxury over there because obviously they had money and stuff so they could have a big house with a pool and all these kinds of things that you wouldn't get in the uk um and then they just decided when the when it got really bad politically and people were getting murdered and like the streets were right that's when they decided it was time to to come home um mm -hmm. so they packed up and left and went back to the uk and now they're my sister's back to doing what she did before which is she's a vet nurse and yeah, it was super interesting. Like she said, it was an experience that you'll never ever get again. And like, how, how many people can you say, like, hey, my kid went to Zimbabwe and went to school and lived out there for a long time? Like, n nobody's really going to do that. So, um, yeah, it was super awesome. I didn't get to see her very often because she was in Zimbabwe and it was a really long <laughs> flight, but um, it's a bit closer now back in the UK. So, for sure. Wow, that's really cool. I'm sure that was a really cool adventure for her. Oh yeah, so her and her husband went to college together, um, and the, when they really got to know each other, they were on a trip to South Africa because my sister went to school to be uh, like a zoo vet tech, um, and and so did her husband. So 
that was the first time they really like got to know each other was in Africa. So like Africa and Zimbabwe and all, all countries in general like that are very like part of their heart. Um, and he, even though he's Italian, he grew up in Zimbabwe. So he had family and friends and stuff out there. So it was a, a cool adventure. My sister will never forget. And, and I'm glad that she got to do it before it became too unsafe. Mm-hmm, for sure. So. Yeah, and South I mean, I've been wanting to go to South Africa for a while as well. Um, I've heard it's like also really good for digital nomads, but yeah, I think I, it can also be unsafe in some parts, I'm sure. Yeah, it's that like you have to pick the right places. Basically, it's mm-hmm. the same as Zimbabwe, like my sister said like if you go to certain areas, it's like just a normal city. Nothing okay. is different and everything is fine. And then you go outside of the city and then it starts the, the further you go out from the city, the worse it gets and and she was okay. like, yeah, so you, You'd never go anywhere on your own. You'd always go with somebody, um, which was good for her. Like they had guards and stuff for their house uh, because they lived like outside the city. But she said like it never really affected you. You never really knew that even if you were in danger, you'd never know because they would take care of it and they'd just come and report it afterwards. Um, Mm -hmm. But she had a really good experience and she said she'd do it again in a heartbeat if she if she could. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you ever thought about uh, moving to somewhere in Africa or like South Africa? Not me personally. I would have liked to have visited, I think, when my sister was there. Like, I would have liked to have gone um, because they like lived in Zimbabwe. And then when everything started to go down, they moved to South Africa for a while. And it would have been nice to just go and like experience that. Um, What I really want to do is take my wife to the UK so that she can experience like where I grew up and like where I lived and all those kinds of things, which I think is always super interesting for people. Um, especially when it's a completely different country, even though it's <laughs> people are like, Oh, the UK and the US are very similar. They're really not. Um, and like where I grew up was definitely not anywhere. Like I live now and I lived in like London, I've lived by the ocean and all sorts of things that you pretty much don't see in most of the u.s so i'd like to take her there nice yeah that'll be fun so i'm assuming your wife is from the u.s then or yeah yeah yep so she's from she's from new england and 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 she lived in new hampshire pretty much her whole life um with the exception of when she moved to connecticut which is when we met each other at a job and then from there we we now live in north carolina Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That, I'm curious how that worked because my boyfriend is actually from Greece. So <laughs> I've like visited him and like seen a lot of Greece and like we've gone and seen a bunch of Europe. But yeah, like did you guys meet in the US or and then that's why you moved here? Or? Okay. Yeah. So I'd actually been in the US for like a year, I think, maybe a year, just over a year, maybe two years at that point. Um and then I just like I I was already a green card holder, uh, so I'd moved here, got my green card, uh, thanks to my parents who had moved here because my dad worked for Pfizer, the pharmaceutical okay. company. So that's how he got here. Um, and yeah, we just I just happened to get a job through a mutual friend at a company, and that's how we met. And then from there, it was just you know we we hung out as friend for like three or four years, and then we finally got together and we got married six months later, and. Here we are, eight years later. Um, yeah, it was it was a it, definitely something that I had never imagined I would ever do, which was to get married or do any of that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. here, here I am, and married and happy, and 
if I'd gone back when I was like 18, I'd have been like, no, nah, none of this will ever happen. I'm going to live in the UK for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. never, ever going to do any of that. And I'm glad I moved to America. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> so the final kind of thing, this kind of plays in uh, to the same kind of idea, which is something that you've eaten recently that like either you've never experienced before and it's like first first experience or something that you maybe you haven't had in a really long time because you know like maybe it's a family thing or or something like that where (laughs) where you've kind of had that kind of thing yeah so actually i have something very specific i'm thinking of right now um my parents friends they have this huge garden i just have to give the premise or the backstory (laughs) to like know the significance of this but my parents uh yeah friends have this huge garden and they grow a lot of their own food and they're also mushroom foragers so they travel the world to find like the best mushrooms And recently they gave us like chaga powder and apparently like chaga mushrooms have like medicinal properties um, and it's really good as a tea. So I tried that for the first time and it was really, really good. And I also had, it's called chicken of the wood. I don't know the actual term for it, but it's a type of mushroom and it legitimately tastes like chicken. So I'm, I prefer vegetarian food. I mostly eat vegetarian food. Um, and when you cook it just right, like we cooked it kind of like, uh, tandoori chicken and butter chicken. Like those are Indian dishes. Um, it tasted really good, especially when you put like just the right amount of spice and grill it correctly. It, I mean, you can tell it's not chicken, but you do like a double take basically. Like you eat it and you're like, oh yeah, I can see how that tastes like chicken. (laughs) So that was really good. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I like I like when you can do that with with like mushrooms, especially are very versatile in that space where like if you cook it just right, it can be a complete you you almost have that double take of like, hold on, am I eating meat? No, okay, yeah. This is definitely not a piece of meat. This is definitely a mushroom of some nature. Um <laughs> Yeah, lately we've been so I get so this is how regiment my my day is right so i meal prep on a sunday for lunch and then for dinners we get something called tavella which is like the busiest person's best meal kit ever it just comes in a little like recyclable aluminium container and you basically they send you a smart oven and you just scan a barcode and it cooks it perfectly every time and like ever since i've got this it's been like the best thing ever and i don't think i'll ever stop using it <laughs> oh that's like, awesome uh, yeah it's just such such a like oh i don't want to make food and i don't want to order food out because like it just gets expensive so just being able to like prep something in like a minute and cook it and it's perfect every time has been a this blissful experience probably the best thing we've ever bought that's awesome and i feel like that's kind of like a minimalistic lifestyle too like yeah. i know it's like it can be controversial but it's i feel like it's really good if you figure out what in your day you don't want to spend more time on and it'll like free up your time to do other things like for example like matt diavella his youtube channel he talks about like i don't like to spend time picking out what i want to wear every day so i just mm-hmm. have the same exact shirt and the same exact pants and i wear those every day like same thing with food if you have an easy way of just eating a, like a new meal because I'm, I'm sure they send you like a diverse yeah it's very diverse and you can yeah. and you can pick what you want and and, okay. and it's, you know it varies from like you know very luxurious you can pay extra for like high quality steaks or whatever all the way down to just like hey here's uh like chicken and mac and cheese like you're welcome um <laughs> it's very 
versatile in every aspect. So yeah, it basically takes that thought process away from my head. Like I make the same or pretty much eat the same thing every day for lunch and I get to eat that for dinner. So I don't have to think about them. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's basically that is that I don't want to put the thought process into to doing that. And I very similarly have the same five shirts that I wear and I wear them throughout the week and then I wash them and then I have the same five shirts and the same like, yeah, I do all of that because I just don't want to think about it. I'd rather you think about other things, um, which I'm sure at this point my wife is probably tired of, but <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, and the final thing uh, before we go, uh, what has been probably a top movie or two, if you watch movies or TV, is there anything that you've been like, wow, this was amazing and everyone should should definitely watch it? Top Gun. I loved the new Top Gun movie. Oh, really? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it was on like Apple TV I, recently. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like, I don't know if you've... Have you seen the original Top Gun? Yep. Okay. I grew up with the original. I am old. I promise. I am old. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen the original too, but it's just been a long time since I've seen mm -hmm. it. So um, they, I think they do a really, like, I'm also kind of trying to get into the analysis of, like, filmmaking because I'm really interested in that. But I think, like, the production value that they put in this movie, like, the amount of money they spent on, like, kind of teaching the audience members how to fly jets or, like, what can go wrong when you're flying a jet and all of that sort of thing. The camera angles, like, I watched a behind the scenes where they showed, like, where all the cameras were, all this, like, how they did all the stunts, like, the detail and, like, the level of detail, I've never seen that in any other type of movie with, like, that, that has anything to do with, like, war or, like, fighter jets and things like that. So that was really cool. But then on top of that, the story was good. And I think that's even more important. Like, is the story engaging? And so they didn't, like, put too much emphasis on, like, reminiscing too much on the old Top Gun because I didn't really remember much of the old Top Gun. So it gave enough backstory so that you could, like, pick up from where you left off. But the story and the character development was just so good. Like, I had really low expectations, too, because it was like, oh, a remake, kind of like a remake of Top Gun. Tom Cruise is like older now. <laughs> but it was it was really, really good. I did not expect it to be that good. <laughs> I'm, I, I get my wife's a big Top Gun fan, so it's been on our list for a while. We just haven't seen it yet. And I'm okay. glad that somebody else has enjoyed it. So that at least gives me some hope because, yeah, we had the same thing, which was like, oh, man, that it could really suck. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad I'm glad that it didn't. Um, yeah, my, the, the thing that we just watched was the, that, the Jeffrey Dahmer, like Netflix show that just came out, which yeah. is wild. Um, I recommend anyone should watch it, but watch it with a friend. Um, it, it, it is wild. Um, okay. I obviously I'm big into true crime. Like it's one of my favorite things outside of like all the other stuff I do and watching it in like a fiction style story was wild to watch because you're just like this could be a horror tv show and you would just be like yeah this is fine like but because you know it's real life it's like oh my um help uh <laughs> very all the act all the acting in it is absolutely fantastic um and we, yeah we basically watched it in like three days because we were like this is so good um but yeah, definitely watch that if you're into true crime. If you're not into true crime, do not watch it because you may never want to leave your house again. Um, but yeah, very good. Very enjoyable. One of my top picks for this year, probably. Wow. I'll have to check. I know it like, keeps showing up on my Netflix as like something mm -hmm. that's recommended for me. 
So I should I should definitely watch it. I, you know, the preview that comes up on Netflix that shows you like the first like, I don't know, 30 seconds. That was really eerie. So I was like mm-hmm. waiting to, for the right time to watch it. And now it's going to be like Halloween. And I'm sure it's gonna, yep. that's also why it's doing so well right now. But that's good to know. I'll, I'll check it out. Cool. Um, so now it's your turn. Please feel free to plug every single thing that you could possibly <laughs> want to plug. Uh, take it away. Plug whatever you'd like. Awesome. Yeah, sure. So like, as mentioned before, I have a YouTube channel that revolves around tech career advice and more so just like having a safe space to talk to each other about um, your software engineering interviews, like what you're learning, if you're a self-taught engineer, things like that. And if you just search Pooja Dutt um, on YouTube, you should be able to find it. And I also have an Instagram account. It's five foot traveler, all one word. Um, so yeah, that, that's my Instagram account. It has a bunch of travel reels and pictures if you want to check that out. Cool. Yeah. I will link all of that in the show notes so that people can just find it by clicking on it. So you don't have to go and do any of that. It will be there. Um, Pooja, thank you so much for coming on. I had an absolute blast. I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, yeah. And I hope you can come back in, in a year or two and we can talk about uh, if you're still doing DN and, and what you're up to. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much for having me, James.